You're listening to the best of Kevin and Query on 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Today, cars on the track, 11 to 1 here for Carb Day. Joining us now, the voice of the 500, Mark James. Mark, good morning. Thank you. Uh, happy to be here, guys. That is until Michael Young sat down next to me. I was not told that Michael Young would be a part of the show. There's, uh, there's I re- seven I, headsets and Michael grabs the wrong yeah, one. It's <laughs> a shocker of the morning. That, that, that explains my comment, quite frankly. I think clears it up. No, it's an honor yeah. to be with all of you guys. I mean, you know, we've got uh, we've got the, the booth here. We've got uh, turn two and turn three here. It's pretty cool. Gosh, I know. I feel like, what do we need? Kristen Arian, Nick Yeoman. We've yep, got the that's whole, right. whole crew with us here. That's right. Uh, Mark, what storyline do you think we haven't? maybe talked enough about this month i feel like we've hammered you know ganassi versus the field obviously elio for the fifth jake just talked about joseph newgarden kind of getting that monkey off the back anything stand out to tony canon's last yeah i think we've i think everything's pretty well been covered i think you know i get that question a lot you know what are the storylines and you know each and every year there's going to be a different one or two or three or four uh that's what makes this the greatest spectacle in racing and and i really think the only storyline yet to cover is you know race day quite frankly and how it's going to unfold and then whose life is going to change if it's a first time winner and uh whose um, i think legacy is going to be submitted by being a a, a multiple winner um and and you know um we all have favorites we all pick favorites we've all done that but i think um, again um the, the the story is uh whoever wins it is a great story because it's it's the indianapolis 500 and that's uh, uh, you know in terms of you know we all do prep work and things of that nature but i don't think well, any of us not all any, well you have people doing it for you so <laughs> let me clarify that but uh, the the beauty of it is is that you know i think one of the things that i believe makes our broadcast so well received is the fact that uh, we allow things to happen organically we don't go into it with any predetermined outcome or any rehearsed calls or speeches or anything sure we we write things and come up with things to use during our pre-race show and things of that nature but uh, um, yeah it's uh, in terms of a storyline getting back to that 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 question i i think the race itself is the only storyline yet to cover michael you have michael young is here as well who will be in turn two for the broadcast on sunday and you've been on the public address too so you've watched a lot of the practice sessions do we know yet i guess the big question for me is going to be this like i was just talking about joseph newgarden mm-hmm. we have had years where we come out here and five or ten laps into it, you go, man, they can't pass. The, the, the aerodynamics are just such that there's they hit kind of that, that, that wall of air, and it's difficult to break through that. Then there's other years where they come out and you go, okay, you know, things are good where there's going to be a ton of lead changes. Do we know yet which one we're going to see this year? I don't think we're going to. Well, I think we'll see a ton of lead changes, but once you get back in the pack six, seven, eight deep, I think that's going to be an issue trying to get around. Working your way from the midpoint of the field so to That's the what front. I was saying. Like with Newgarden, I feel like Newgarden is going to find – like it just seems I – mean, the three of us have done enough of these races, right, where all of a sudden in the first or second pit stop – and all of a sudden you hear Mark saying to Davey, like, Davey, they found a way, and Tim Sender comes up with an off strategy or something to get Newgarden up towards the front. I just, Michael, feel like that's going to happen. And that could easily happen. I think it, with his teammate, Will Powers, is so fast, too. Those two start working together, and if they can get nose to tail and work their way through the field, I think that'd be a great opportunity for him to get to the front. I got some pretty interesting looks via our pit reporters the other day after the, the practice session on Monday at some of the tire wear on, on these longer runs. And I think, to your point, um, you know, the fastest car might not necessarily win the race on Sunday. I think it's going to be the car 
that has the setup right to the point to where they can make the tire dig uh, match the fuel window. Because I think if you burn those tires up too quickly, put too much pressure on, on, on the right front and the left front, whatever the case may be, depending on the setup, I, I don't know if anybody wants to ride around this place for 15 laps at speed um, and, and have maybe <laughs> those Firestone Firehawks. So I, I think I think pit strategy and, 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 and race strategy and whatnot, uh, I, I, think, I think that's going to be the story. I really do. I Jake, that was something that Will Power mentioned with us on Wednesday, the vibrating from some of those tires yep. late yeah. in stents. Yep. Will Power was fastest on Monday, correct? Yep. And, and so, you know, you talk about a guy in row four that, Jake, I think you and I, when we got off with him on, on Wednesday, it was like, whoa, this guy loves his car. And, and I don't know. I, sometimes with some of the vets, you don't necessarily hear that. Uh, that is a guy, another Penske car, and, and we talk about Joseph Newgarden, that he's starting the outside of row four. He loves that outside lane. Not shocked me at all. We get a few laps into this race, and it's like, oh, Will Powers in sixth. Now, uh, to your point, you remember a couple of years ago, the story is well documented now. Mike Shank said, Elio pulled it in on Carb Day about 25 minutes early and said, what do you, they said to him, what do you want us to do? He said, don't touch it. It's yeah. fine. Shove it back in the garage, and we're done. We'll see you Sunday. And so that may be, uh, you, you may have learned a little something, got a little insight as to Will Powers' psyche come race day. You know, the other thing, too, to me that's fascinating is, that, by the way, joined by Mark James and Michael Young here, will be on the radio network, the IndyCar radio network, IMS radio network on Sunday for the call. And we're in the media center here on Carb Day at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Whenever you watch, and I've made this bad analogy before, but you watch a horse race, and when they're going into the post, there's always that one horse that's kind of bucking, and you, you know, just you think, like, well, what in the world? And, and sometimes that horse that day just doesn't want to run. And there's going to be someone. I, none of us know who it's going to be, but Michael, tell me if you agree. There is always someone that after the race we go, what happened to so-and-so? Mm-hmm. And that car, they, they go out there and they get lap, they get two laps into it and go, the car just ain't feeling today. I think you might see that with several drivers, and they might be towards the, the front of this field by, by the time everything is said and done. It's interesting that you bring that point up that I think there'll be guys that we're thinking is going to be, they'll be bad fast on race day that, that to your point, won't show their hand. But, you know, I keep looking at row three with you know, Alexander Rossi, Takuma Sato, and Tony Kanaan. That I really <laughs> believe that some the winner's going to come out of that row. If you draw that row, row out in the pool, you're pretty happy, aren't you? You did pretty good. Yeah. Would you rather watch row two or row three on these opening laps? I think row three... Just what we've seen Alexander Rossi do in the past, he's been the workhorse of that team. He turns 150, 160 laps at every one of the practice sessions. I think... He's very sneaky, has a great race car, and I think he'll be very impressive. I think you and day. Nick need to draw a beat on Santino Ferrici with a great flag drop. <laughs> oh, trust, oh, trust me. I'm watching the inside of row two. Oh, yeah. Again, in row two, for those unfamiliar, it is Santino Ferrucci in that beautiful, patriotic car of his. And then next to him, and we saw it a few races. You guys were there. Pato Ward and Scott Dixon. Yeah. For those that have watched the 100 Days to Indy, some great behind-the-scenes footage of those two. I think... You know, getting into it a little bit after the race. And we know Pato Awards got some daredevil to him. Scott Dixon, of course, after what happened last year. You talk about that. Ferrucci, Award, Dixon, and two. And then, Michael, to your point about row three, Alexander Rossi, Dakuma Sato, Tony Kanaan. Woo! Yeah. I mean, it's funny, Santino Ferrucci yesterday, the guys were uh, talking, you know, we had media day and we had some time to spend with Santino. He goes, you know, it's patience. This race is about yeah, patience. Okay. Out of all, I mean, that's mm-hmm. the guy who I've expected to get up and go. Yeah, and he, it's like and he's me talking preparation. I was just saying, <laughs> yeah, it's like Jake saying how humble he is. <laughs> well, I, I mean, again, 
I am very humble. Would you guys agree? <laughs> yes. Your humility is, I think, what the trait that I admire Considering my most. greatness, it's actually pretty impressive. Uh, I love me some meat. <laughs> I'll, I'll, leave, I'll leave those observations up to others. <laughs> Come on now. Mark, Kevin, Kevin asked if, if you would be judging Mark. Um, yeah, I feel like he is. Yeah, Kevin said, is I, Mark James going to judge me? I cracked open I, a, a natural light early uh, nice. to kind of lead off carb. You know, I feel like Tyrese Halliburton's going to set the pace on Sunday. Someone's got to set the pace today. I, 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 don't, I, I don't have a problem with the beverage. It's the brand. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Look at that. <laughs> Mark James making a statement. Here, stop! What we've learned here. Wow. Okay. What about Little Kings, Mark? I mean, why not? I mean, that's you know, they call them Little Kings for a reason. So you've had Little Kings, right? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Of course. See, you know, Michael, have you ever indulged in Little Kings? Uh, you know, it was a great thing when you're in high school and you're drinking for the first time an eight ounce bottle and you polish off about ten of those. You think you're the man. That's right. That's yeah, you right. You're on top of the pagoda. That's we don't after condone. After this I mean, I'll tell you what. I'm, no. And you'll appreciate. Appreciate no. this, Jake. I'm a lot prouder of saying that I consumed Little Kings at one point than one of your other sidekicks that has to admit to have drink, uh, consumed Zima at some point <laughs> in his life. I'll, I'll tell you that. Well, at least Little Kings, <laughs> supposedly Little Kings is still around. That's right. But yes. I guess you got to go to your home state of Ohio to get yep, it, Michael. That's the only place you'll find it. I, I actually bought a case of it, and it's as horrible as I remember it Wait to a be. Minute. Do you still have any? I, no, I drank it. Why would you, why, why, why it would was you, so horrible. Saving it for well, well, yeah, I mean, you still, you still, well, I still had to get through a case of it, right? Michael, I, I enjoy asking this to people that are in, in the respective terms. We had Kristen Ari on yesterday. Obviously, his moments come from can a, win a, can a teenager win an Indy and J.R. Hildebrand. Uh, in, in your history of being out here, you, your favorite moment from, from the turns? I think the Elio moment. When Elio took the lead and Nick made that call, Foyt, Unser Mears, and maybe Castro Neves. I've said this and no one believes it. I was ready to say something along those yeah, lines uh-huh. as soon as he came through, but Nick beat me to the punch. So all I had was, there's two laps to go and, you know, <laughs> in the 105th running of the 500. But it, it was that moment because you really felt something special was going to happen. And I think... You know, Nick's call kind of set the stage for Mark's, you know, finish. Jake had a great call in turn three, you know, bob and weave, bob and weave. It just, those were very magical moments, those those last couple of laps. And uh, I sat up in the turn two perch for 20 minutes after the race was over. No one was leaving and just kind of taking in what we just had witnessed. How many times, Michael, on Sunday will you hear this in your ear? I need it earlier, Michael. Uh, I did it earlier. Oh yeah, I, I would imagine about two dozen, probably within the first two dozen laps. N- none of which are justified, <laughs> by the way. They're just me. So you apologize to Chris and Ari, but you tell Michael Young. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Well, it's interesting. My my position has changed this year. I'm actually going to be on top of the turn two suite. So which is where it was years and years ago. Really? Yeah. Okay. Actually, yeah. huh. fifty years ago, yeah. the first time the network Howdy Bell was on the top of the turn two suites yeah. fifty years ago, and we're we're back there now. But I will actually see. He's still there, by the way. Yes, Howdy. yes. He's waiting for yeah, him. He's, yeah. he's yeah. got a natural light waiting for him. Uh, he does. <laughs> but that changes your vantage point. Though. So it'll change my vantage point. So, so you're deeper end of the turn? So I'm, I'm at the exit of the turn got now. It. So I, I'll be able to see the short shoot, too, which will give me a great opportunity to toss them a lot earlier to Jake so I will not upset his mojo, if you will. <laughs> oh, that's huge. But the way that the, the perch is 
sat on top of the turn two suites, I literally will look down on the car. So, God forbid there's an incident in turn number two. If we're live, it will you'll hear the impact of the cars. Mm. We're that close. Mark, we are uh, up against it, but set us up for Sunday. Uh, 11 o'clock, right? You guys yep. take the green flag for the radio network and anything pre-race to uh, keep our ears tuned into. Um, our annual visit with the governor, that goes back to the Sid Collins days. We're happy to continue that tradition with uh, Governor uh, Holcomb. And then uh, right off the top, we will uh, pay tribute uh, to to all of those that have won in years, ending in three, with as many radio calls as we could possibly find. And then, uh, you know, we'll set about the task of uh, setting the stage. I think we're interviewing uh, the first four rows and the 11th row. So a lot of drivers we'll talk to at the pre-race show and continue to set the stage. When I took over as the anchor a few years ago, I thought it was important to uh, carry more of the uh, pre-race festivities via the public address and and, and do a, 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 the best that we possibly could of transporting those who aren't here here to make them feel like they are. Um, and, and, you know, while I have these two, I don't want to confuse them by saying nice things to, uh, about them to, to, to their face and with them. But uh, I'm the luckiest guy in the world to be surrounded by the people that I'm surrounded by. They make my job just in, incredibly easy, and it's a pleasure to work with uh, each and every one of them. It is undoubtedly the most fun day of the year. There's yep. no doubt about it. With the exception of the fact that every once in a while I got to yell Michael a little bit earlier. <laughs> Mark, but that's what makes it fun, though. That's right. right. Sure. That's yeah. right. Mark, it's, you're a hell of a quarterback of it all. Thank you. And I, I guess I want to say two thank yous. One, to all three of you for painting such an incredible picture for all of us coming up on Sunday, but also for babysitting Jake yep. for, <laughs> for, for a few hours. And I guess I 17 weeks out of the year. Some, now that I, now someday I, I will tell you the story of Detroit when he got a nosebleed. And, <laughs> Michael and, was and the one with me. And the whole day. Hospital, of, right? Yeah, it was babysitting yeah. Jake, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Michael, Michael. We will have little kings and natural light correct. until the sun goes down. Yes. Talking about I can't be stories. too critical of a, of a guy who's uh, through his initial efforts put us this close to being Mickey Rooney's Paul Bearer. That is I'll, correct. I'll always have an affinity <laughs> for him because of that. So, Mark James, Michael Young, with us here in the Media Center, eleven o'clock today. Right, too. You yep. guys will yep. be doing some laps. Eleven to one coming up. Eleven to one as yep. the cars get on the track for Carb Day. Have a great call on Sunday. We will be back, Kevin and Query, right here on a beautiful Carb. Day in Indy. Ed Carpenter's ready to party, and he's going to get the chance to when he goes out here at uh, 11 o'clock for practice. Now, Ed Carpenter joins us. We are in the Pagoda Plaza at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway for Carb Day. I think the gates just open, right, Ed? 8 o'clock, yeah. So the gates, we are officially we underway. Rush. That's right. Um, the Australians, I just got a text, Kevin. The Australians are on their way. Now, they think they're just driving from downtown, and in like 10 minutes, they're going to get to the Speedway. Right. Uh-huh. I'm yeah. thinking it's Basic probably a little backed right? up. But they did give me Vegemite. Ed Carpenter, have you ever tried Vegemite? I think this might I, be a little boost for you. I have tried it one time. Not not a fan. <laughs> so you, are you going to abstain? Yeah, I'll abstain. And would you rather have okay. Vegemite or Natty Light at 8 a.m.? Uh, Natty Light. <laughs> <laughs> not on a day I'm getting in the car, but... Uh, I, I've been curious about this. We had Connor Daly on yesterday. We had Arenas VK on earlier, I believe, in the week. We had you on as well. How do you decide who gets what strategy come Sunday? Um, I You know, it, it really becomes somewhat independent on race day. You know, each... Each car, group, crew has their own strategist. Um, you know, in, in pre-race meetings, we'll talk about different things. But once the green flag drops, each each unit, each car, um, they they operate independently. So you don't go in and say, "Renus, you're fuel." Uh, Connor, you're going to be on tires. No, Ed, you're no, because it you know the, you can't plan anything until you really get into the flow of the race and know what's going on. So 
you know, we could all end up on the same thing. We could end up doing different things. Uh, but each strategist has free reign. Does that include, when you say you can't plan anything, does that include how your car is going to be? I mean, is it? do you ever have a race where you go out and you go, oh my gosh, for whatever reason, this is her day versus are there times where you go, man, the car, it just didn't there today. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it can be a little different um, depending on the weather. But, you know, that's one of the things that I feel feel really good about this month is we've we've run in quite a lot of different conditions, be it wind, sun, warm, cool. Um, and our cars have been very consistent through all of that. So that gives me confidence that, that we know what we have going into Sunday. What about today? I mean, it's cool out here. Does this, in matter of fact, Ed, this might be the coolest temperatures that we've seen so far throughout the practices. How will it affect the cars? Uh, I mean, we're going to have more downforce with, with the cooler temps starting, starting earlier than we do most days. But this kind of reminds me of the open test day, to be honest. Yeah. Um, a lot like that. So... You know, I think we've run in enough conditions that we, you know, we kind of have our offsets as a, as a team to know what, how to translate that into a, a warmer weather day. But, you know, it, it, today is definitely going to be different than race day. Um, it's cooler and sunny. As of now, it's looking like warmer and mostly cloudy on Sunday. So definitely a different day. Fans starting to pour in here at IMS. Carb day, again, glorious. Not a cloud in the sky <laughs> It's here. glorious in general, right? Uh, 16th in Georgetown. This is definitely a day where well. people are going to get in trouble. You know, <laughs> yeah. Oh, certainly. Now, certainly. now, elaborate on that. Yeah. Well, it's, just, it's perfect conditions for... <laughs> that man is going to get in trouble. For, for Brian Adams and everything else that's going on after we're done in the cars so, today. Are Ed, you saying debauchery going to be at a high level? Yeah. Okay. So, let me... Let, okay, Ed, you're the perfect person... For, for this question, okay? And I'm going to use the Australians that are on their way here as the example for everyone listening. They, they keep asking me, like, what, now what exactly is Carb Day and what is the Indy 500? These guys have flown from Melbourne, Australia. They're on their way here. They're listening, and they want to know what they're about to experience. Now, your family owned this track. You're about to run your 20th Indy 500. You've run in the top five. You've run in the top three. What, between Carb Day and Race Day for a newcomer, they are about to experience what? I, I, I don't know if I'm the right person to answer that question because I've been, I did my first 500 when I was 22. When I was 21, I was a lights driver running the Freedom 100, so I was staying away from all of that. I've, I've always had, it, it's two days today. The first half of the day is about the drivers and cars on track. You know, as soon as that pit stop competition's over, then it just turns into a party. And I usually try to sneak out before it gets too wild but even then like you're you're trying to drive out of the facility and there's just people stumbling all over the place <laughs> there's garbage everywhere already probably seeing some people you know you know well. bent over you know getting rid of you know puke and rally right. type of situation so oh, yes i usually miss the back half of it and then when i come back later you can still see the carnage um so uh -huh. it's it's like a tale of two days on carb day but it, it seems fun believe in vegas but can, it seems fun believe in vegas you can set the over under on maybe conceive nature today to <laughs> potentially could be happening out in turn three ed carpenter is with us here um I probably think, I'm guessing the answer is no, but maybe during yellows. Do you ask for updates on Connor and Renus during the race? Um, maybe, you know, I mean, it, it depends on what's going on. You know, we also have the, the pylon, so under yellow, you know, I, I, I'll take a look at that for to see where the team cars are, kind of see where everyone's at, really, from a strategic standpoint. Um, but really, you're worried about yourself in that moment, you know, 
if, if one of those guys is unfortunately involved in an incident, I definitely check in to make sure they're all right. I was going right. to say, do you guys do that? I mean, you got a job to do, right? But when, if there's a bad accident, do you radio in and say, hey, you know, do, do we know anything? Is yeah, I, I do. I mean, I do. I think it's important. Yeah, I was going to say, know, I mean, it, and that I, probably goes I never have a problem ride. getting back to green, but it's, it's, I'd rather know than not know. As Jake said, the 20th start for Ed Carpenter coming up on Sunday. The inside, inside of five, is that right? Yeah, I think so. Inside of five. Connor Daly right behind you, inside of six. Um, you got a favorite inside, middle, outside, preferred starting lane? Um, not necessarily. You know, I think I would probably prefer to be not on the inside, at least on the row that I'm in, just because you're, it, it's hard to really get out from there. Um, you know, so you're kind of pinned to the bottom, depending on if your lane doesn't go. Sometimes outside lane can build some momentum. Uh, I don't even know. Maybe. <laughs> I should probably look that up, shouldn't I? <laughs> you know, you got. Should the I know that? You can figure that out during the parade, that. right? Uh, yeah. I, see, I don't. I don't really worry about Scott it. Scott McLaughlin much. next to you. McLaughlin, yeah. He'll Joseph's ha- next. He'll to have some Vegemite that morning, That's probably. Right. <laughs> yeah. McLaughlin will. Now McLaughlin, though, and does seem like. He would be a trustworthy guy to go into the turn with, right? Yeah, no, I like Scott. I like racing with Scott. He's been great the whole time he's been here. You know, there. I, I'm always curious of this as well. When you go in, there goes my cousin with a Team Penske bag. <laughs> <laughs> See how that is? Maybe he's it's burning a part of the, the sale. Gear. Maybe he's setting it on fire. <laughs> that came with. That was, yeah, buy the track. We'll give you a busted, bag too. Busted, Jared. Your, your cousin looks like he works out. Yeah, he does. He he's got a pretty good fitness program. Now I he's going to try and justify with his yeah. purchase here. Saw it again. What 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 do we got? What do you got? I think he's got him. Oh, it's a, is it a Rick Mears? Okay, that's. I know how long you've been a Mears fan. That's all good. Now what else is in the bag? Yeah, he's going to pull out a Will Power <laughs> shirt and a New Garden shirt. <laughs> He's got the, the, see, this is the Carb Day attire right here, right? Like, he's got the, the John Stockton shorts on, but then he's got like the, the ankle, the, the above calf. Socks, the whole deal, right. man. It's a good look, right? Fans starting yeah. to pour in and here. And a great hat. Great hat. At 16th in Georgetown. Again, cars on the track, 11-1. to 1. Anything differently, Ed, you're looking for out of the three cars, or are you all kind of trying for the same thing today? Uh, you know, I think, honestly, the biggest thing is just, you know, evaluating final downforce levels one time, which is a little hard today. We'll have to extrapolate the conditions out to race day. But, um, you know, honestly, don't. I'd rather not do too much, go out and have the car feel really good, evaluate one or two final changes that, you know, we think are probably good either way, just final race day adjustments. I mean, if it does feel good early in the session, do you say, okay, we're good, and just... Yeah, put if, it, we, if, if we feel really good, I doubt we'll run to the very end. You know, a lot of people, myself, I mean, I shouldn't say a lot of people, I assume other people. I know I am, and have always been, Ed, since I was a kid, fascinated with the start of the race. I mean, that's why we ask you about it so much, because it is, there's nothing like it in sports. So let me ask you this. In the beginning of the race, are you most concerned with, like, how much are you looking in the mirrors? Are you looking at what's going on, like, beside you or behind you or specifically in front of you? What is the... the- it's, it's mostly in front and, and the guys in your row. You know, you, it, it, it really depends, I guess, on how good of a jump you get on the initial, on the initial get off on, on picking up the speed. And but, is that you know, relying on how good the jump the guy in front of you gets? Um, somewhat, but I, I think it's more your own timing, you know, but hopefully, you know, in a perfect world, you get a, you get enough of a jump on your own row that you're going to clear them. And then you're just worried about, you know, what's left in front of you. 
Do you view this as something where, okay, that first restart, I've got to be aggressive, or do you view it as a race where, no, I, I, I can make my way through the field over time? Like, restarts are not maybe as much of a premium as they have been in years past. Uh, I mean, starts are always important. I would say restarts as the day goes on are more important than the original start. You know, for me, you, you don't want to lose anything, but you, it, we've got 500 miles to go. So I, in 2020, I took myself out of it trying to get around Zach Veach on the outside on the, on the green flag. So there's way more to lose than there is to gain. You got 500 miles to get to the front. Um, so I think not, not giving anything away, but also protecting yourself is the number one priority. In your history of listening to the show, what's the dumbest pop quiz question that's ever been asked? Oh, I don't, I don't keep notes. What's the dumbest thing that's ever been said? Well, boy, probably it's a long list. guys. <laughs> Mostly from the person standing to your right. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I gave him so much love the other day. I guess I'll make him feel not <laughs> that, as that's right. I'll not stroke the ego as much today. But no, you guys, you guys are good. The pop quizzes are good. Sometimes I think you're give too many. Well, that's all him. Give too many hints. I'm a man of integrity on the pop quiz. That's all Jake. I, you know what? I'm a, I'm a caring individual, Ed. Um, the, the race itself, you know, I, the first couple of laps, there's such an energy, right? From a broadcast standpoint, I know. I mean, it's like, and then all of a sudden, everybody, you know, and everybody's standing up, and what, and then everybody kind of sits down and it relaxes. From a driver standpoint, if at all, you know, does does the same thing happen to you inside the cockpit? It can. You know, I think when you're, I think days when you start up front, you you really do kind of get that big energy to start, and then the front group kind of settles in and plays it pretty cool early on because everyone knows they're in a good position and unless someone's just really wanting to lead you know guys guys kind of hang out for a while but you know i think from where i'm starting i think there's going to be you know more urgency the, the whole way through because everyone's going to be trying to inch their way forward no one wants to be kind of middle of the pack so um where i'm at i don't think i'll have as much of a you know a relaxation period early on this year i think it'll be pretty intense till we get up in the lead group and last one for me um 20th start here the indianapolis 500 how many nights days out of the year you think about winning this thing uh i don't really think there's a day that goes by where i don't think about this race for for some amount of time you know some some it's more than others um but it's something we think about nonstop. is there a particular race that you were involved in here that either A, you were the most proud of, or B, that you most find yourself going back to and thinking about what could have been? Um, you know, I, don't, I honestly don't relive them all that much. Um, you know, what's happened's happened. Do, you know, I probably think about situations more like this time of year from different races, just being prepared, but I kind of move on and just focus ahead. Does the place itself, Ed, this is maybe a dumb question, but, you know, I know with this, obviously with your family involvement here, and then obviously with the sale from your family to Roger Penske, I would imagine that the place doesn't change in terms of the reverence you have for it, but is there a different feel of connection at all? No, that's one thing that I think it was different for me than, you know, my brother, sister, cousins. Um, aunts, etc., is you know I I never I never envisioned myself working here. You know I always I was always just thinking you know I'd that be a was competitor. The, that was the assumption about you, though, yeah. right? We got Town Lee Diffie, Townsend Bell rolling through the set. Uh, but no, it 
my connection never changed. And, you know, really, I, I think you would get this as much as anybody. I feel like people that have been coming here for a long time, whether, whether you're involved as a competitor like me, a, a team member, you know, media, fans, everyone that comes here has their own story and, and feels a connection to this place. And to me, you, I feel like it's, everyone has a piece of it that, that loves it and understands it. So, you know, I think, I think Roger and his team have done a fantastic job, you know, taking over the stewardship, which was, you know, I know my dad's number one priority in the transition. And, you know, they've done a great job with that. And to me, it feels exactly the same. Uh, it definitely, uh, there's no doubt the event, the, the fans, the look, I mean, everything about it. Um, there's just a nostalgic nature about it, Ed. You come out and you instantly feel like you did the first time that you came out as a kid. I hope for you as a competitor that, you know, that same juice continues to go and that you've got a good run on Sunday. And as I always say to people, certainly wish you the best of luck in terms of a, a fast race and a great result, but also, most importantly, a safe race. Thank you very much. Everybody, let's give it up for Ed Carpenter. Yeah. Starting the inside of Row Fly. Thank you, Ed. Thanks, guys. Have That's a good it. day. Ed behave. Carpenter right there. Behave. This is <laughs> yeah, I mean, you one. got an early start. I did. You know, I thought this would be my breakfast. <laughs> I've been looking at the calories. Don't you like the look of the can? But What's yeah, the, what are the very retro? It, you know, if Bit Nile doesn't work out for you guys, this could be a nice little sponsor for you next year. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. What, are, what are the carbs in that? Yeah, Kevin? I'm trying to check it out. I mean, here. it is carb day, so you can't go too light on the natural I, light, right? I, I was alerted. Someone in the YouTube chat says that the dad weight has gotten to me a little bit. <laughs> the answer is who cares? It's carb yes, day. Thank That's, you. Yeah, exactly. It's a good call, Ed. Ed Carpenter, back to the garage here. Hey, Corey, things are starting to heat up a bit here at Carb Day. The weather, again, outstanding. A crisp feel on this May 26th morning. Gates have been open for about an hour now. We'll get a traffic update here in just a second from Matt Bear. Cars on the track coming up at 11. Jake, before we get to the Australians who have fully embraced the environment here, no surprise. <laughs> Some numbers that we have given away via the YouTube chat. Mark Dykton, thank you for that. Matthew Stansberry. You've got Callum Eilats. Joe to the Sea is getting who we had on at 8 o'clock today, Jake. Ed Carpenter. Good-looking young man. Lee, you have got the guy that I think will be knocking on the door all day long coming up on Sunday, and that would be Pato Award. Jake Cole is getting the highest rookie in the field. That would be Benjamin Peterson. You talked to earlier in the week. Fastest correct? rookie qualifier, Benjamin Peterson. Uh, coming up, Andy, you have got Devlin DeFrancesco. And to round out our final two numbers that we just gave away on the YouTube chat, Brian has got Renus VK in the middle of row one. And Jake, a guy that I think the Australians will have some fanfare for coming up on Sunday. Brandon is getting Scott McLaughlin. Scott McLaughlin. Now, I didn't realize this. There's apparently a rivalry between Australia and New Zealand. When I said, oh, wow. yeah, he's a Kiwi, they're like, oh, yeah, no. Wow. They, yeah, they, they are it. booing here. But they do like Will Power. I do know that. The Australians like Will Power. Um, so... I know Kevin, and I totally understand the fact that on this show, our next guest has become kind of a, a cult hero, because I've been talking about him for, what, two or three years now, and I think most people probably thought it was a mythical tale. Yeah, I thought he was fictional. But I'm at a Pacer game, what was it, Michael, three years ago? Five years ago. Was it five years Pre ago? Pre-COVID. Okay, so, gosh, I guess it oh, has four, been that long. Four years ago. So I'm sitting at the Pacer game, I turn around, I go, hey, man, you got an accent, where are you from? He says, Australia. And I said, Really? Well, listen, do you want a tour guide in the city of Indianapolis? And you said, uh, I guess. 
Right? Isn't that pretty much how it worked? And the first place you took me to was a cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> Crown Hill Cemetery. Oh, that's right. God, Mark, can you clip that for us? Michael, nothing sums clip. up jQuery more than that. So, I apologize on behalf of our entire country on that. So we went to Crown Hill Cemetery. That's correct. It was the dead of winter. It was like 10 degrees outside. And then I brought you here to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway with your son, Marcus. And they let me drive the car on the track. Your son actually turned... A straightaway, not a lap, right? He he had his very first driving experience at the Indy 500. That's right. That's the way you do it, right? 11-year-old. That's how you do it here in America. So That's right. So I said to you, I said, listen, um, you know, you've got to come to the Indianapolis 500-mile race. And you said, okay. And I, I had no idea how serious you would be. And yet, here we are. You've been back since. Uh, you were back here a couple of months ago, I think, or within the year. But... Um, the most important question that everybody wants to know now that you've come all the way from Australia to the Indy 500 is how is the natural light? That's the, that's the <laughs> beer you're drinking there. Cheers, Michael. Chicken cordial. <laughs> uh, what, what one of the friends said it's uh, just basically water with a tint of beer. Actually, that's not. <laughs> he said <laughs> he it's used a different term, wrong. I believe. So one of your friends owns a microbrewery, right? Um, yeah. You have come with six of your buddies. So take me through the trip here to Indianapolis. Well, we thought we'd um, just. Before we got to Indianapolis, we thought we'd just put our feet up and relax in Las Vegas for a few days, and then um, spend some time in Miami. Uh, we come here, we had five hours sleep last night, which is probably more than we had in six days in total. So we're, we're happy to be here. We've, um, we've planned this trip from years ago. We, we, couldn't, we, we planned it pre-COVID, COVID ruined it. We come here this year. So I've got my brother-in-law here, my best mate here, uh, my cousins here, um, the, the guy with the brewery. So there's a, there's a mix um, of guys here, and we just, we're just we so happy to be here. It's a privilege. It's, uh, I mean, it's a, it's a thrill for me, Michael, for you to come here. And I know that you know, people that listen to the show um, have been joking about the Australian. You know, the Australians are coming. They brought the Vegemite. So far, we've had very mixed reviews on the Vegemite. I'm not going to lie about that. Here, I, would you like some? Start your day well, off right. Well, if I could just educate you, Jake, you can't have Vegemite straight up. You have to have it thinly spread on no, toast. No, 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 no. no. Mm. That's no, 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 I want to no. hear from Michael on this. That's, okay, that's, walk us, yeah. walk us through this. Okay? So, a typical Australian breakfast would would incorporate toast with some margarine or butter, and just a light spread of Vegemite. It's not a. It's, you don't have it like peanut butter. It's a very, very, very light spread. Nah, that sounds like uh, rookie uh, commentary. Again, educate there. and entertain. <laughs> Education right. here from Michael. Thank you for that, Michael. But I must say, look, Jake did promise me two things, Kevin. Oh. He promised me that the Pacers will be in the playoffs when we arrive. That's, oh, that's a failure. Okay. Next year. Next year. And that Will Power will be on this stage while, we, while, while we're here. So <laughs> he's, failed, he's failed on two fronts. I know. That's, that's... Uh, he can probably fall through. Instead, and instead, we get natural light beer at <laughs> 9 in the morning. <laughs> he can it's... probably fall through on that second one. <laughs> Did you guys meet Chris Denary? He was just here. The where, is, Pacer, where is Chris? Pacers TV voice. Yeah, he no, was just no. here. I don't know if that can suffice for one of the two. Michael's met Chris before. Yeah, right? I have. Indeed. Yeah. Michael, Indeed. walk us through again the Pacers fandom. I, I, I've, I've heard so much about you, but I feel like that part of the story, maybe it's the couple natural lights and the little kings that's escaping me right now, but walk us through that okay, fandom. So, so my son Marcus was a big Paul George fan back in the day. Okay. So he took a lock into Paul George. We had a, a vacation to the US. We thought we'd incorporate Indianapolis. I had no idea where Indianapolis was. Um, so we came to a few games where Paul George was here. And, and ever since then, we've been embraced by this community. It just feels like this is home for us now. Um, just the, uh, the way the, the people of um, Indianapolis have, have embraced us. And, you know, Jake's been just a, like a brother to me since I've met him. 
And we love coming here. So now we, we, we're, we're massive Pacers fans, and Jay couldn't believe that we, we actually travelled to the US just to see a Pacers game. I still can't believe yeah, it. It is um, wild. You know, they should put you in the Raptors for this. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. So, so, so the Indiana Pacers are the number one sporting team in our household. We, we, we love the Pacers and we love this city. So, and you and, watch and I, and every I, game. And I'm, and I'm thrilled to bring these gentlemen here um, to, to experience the hospitality and obviously to experience the enormity of this event. We look forward to it. You know, one of the this. things that, that is cool, Michael, about you coming here, um, at first it was pretty neat and now I'm starting to worry, <laughs> and that is that typically now, when you, because you've been here a couple of times since, and, and usually it's, uh, you know, you say we're coming, we're coming to the Pacer game, um, find out, make sure that Shannon's available to, to join us. That's what you always say, right? It's never about me. It's always making yeah. sure that oh, Shannon yeah, yeah, Michael, yeah, I, can come yeah, along yeah. to join. I don't blame right? you on that front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants my company anymore, right? Look, look, you've done very well, Jake. She could have done better. <laughs> yes. Amen to that. True. We have multiple things we can clip from this segment, Mark. So we are all in on willpower. Is that right? Willpower. Willpower is our man. We are all way. in on willpower. I want to let you guys know, I, I, I kid you not, I'll even show you the email. I am so disappointed because I had ordered an Australian flag for you to have at the parade and to have do we have one I, no. I wanted so badly and it was supposed to arrive today and i just got the thing from from i won't say where that it's not arriving until monday so i had to cancel the order so my journey and my my whole mission today is going to be to try to find an australian flag because in the parade and everything else do you have an australian flag we you will do. buy your Whoa. australian flag from you man here do you want vegemite she pointed like her house was right there. <laughs> she, she lives in turn one. Unbelievable. Do you want a natural light in exchange for the Australian flag? We'll trade you a natural Does light. Does anybody and want Vegemite. a natural light? Right here. Here we go. We got a couple. Yeah, this guy. Come all on. right. All right. What about Vegemite? Do you want Vegemite? We're slowly, slowly but surely going through the old 30 pack here. Oh, boy. Another drop. You might hand it yeah. to that, that lady. Thank you. See, if we had, if we had Daniela here, she would have had the Australian flag... You know, the Australian caps, and instead, I'm holding a can of natural light. There's, <laughs> now, a, there's a difference. Natural light, boys, right there. Now, Come you had commented, Michael, that you were impressed by the patriotism of the United States, right? Well, just generally in America, it's just the, um, you know, how patriotic all Americans are. You know, the, the respect for your military. Um, it's just, it's a real contrast to back home. It's, it's really, yeah. That's fascinating. Yeah. I think you'll feel yeah. that on Sunday, especially from a pre-race standpoint. So, will the Indianapolis 500 be... I mean, are people, obviously, I guess the best question would be, would you have been aware of the Indianapolis 500 had you not had your own personal connection to Indianapolis? Like, were you aware of the race? I was aware of the race. I was aware of the race. Um, I had my brother-in-law, who's a big race fan, so he's always, he's always wanted to be here for the Indy 500. But um, I've only experienced the, the enormity of it since meeting you. Right. And the fact that you actually drove us here that, that morning when we arrived a few years ago with, with my son. Um, and just walking in here now and just seeing how huge the place is, it's mind-boggling. It's, it's, it's amazing. Does Will Power have much, like, fandom in Australia? Like, I, I guess if you're going to rank the top ten Australian athletes. No. 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 Okay. No. Patrick Cripps, number one. Um, yeah, it's just, just local. Yeah, yeah. Are we going so, any, so any golfers on that list? Cameron Smith? Cameron Smith. Sure. Yes, okay. absolutely. All right. All right. Curious so about Jason, Jason Day. Uh, Patty Mills? Yes. Oh. yes. Yeah, Patty Mills. Okay, all right. So amongst people that follow racing, they would know Will Power. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yes, okay. absolutely. And Mark Weber. Yes, Formula One. 
Well, speaking of Mark, I know we've got Matt Barron's studio. Let's hit a quick traffic update for people coming to Carb Day. Uh, Mark Dykton, if you want to queue up Matt, Matt Bear, Matt, how are we looking from a traffic standpoint here on a beautiful, beautiful Carb Day morning? I'm really happy with it right now, Kevin. I, you look at the basic, anything coming to inbound to the track right now, and yeah, you're going to get your slowdowns at the major intersections, like say if you're heading from the far west side. It's going to slow down on Crawfordsville Road a little bit of spots, and, and not to mention the roundabout, of course, but but everything looks pretty good. It is a beautiful day. Uh, I do want to say this, guys, something I've been harping on a little bit before you go to the track this year, whether it be for Carb Day today or the race coming up on Sunday. Update your ride-sharing apps. It is such a big deal, especially when you get out into the track. You don't want to get caught with a low signal or a way where you can't update the app, and then you're going to be stuck at the track, which isn't a bad thing at all, but I'm sure you want to get home and get back to business. But right now, the the, the roads look really good out to the Speedway, guys, and uh, just everybody be safe today it's a beautiful friday kevin i didn't know can you use uber on race day i believe so there's specific spots that you use it do we still have matt i was just curious any general advice matt for race day or is it just pray it's it's the same thing i mean i call it indy 500 rules the rules apply it's the indy 500 you get up nice and early you plan for anything you expect some sort of closure that may pop up out of nowhere i mean this has happened we have what we have at the traffic center and that's a lot but at the same time you know the state police or somebody might close a ramp say on westbound 70 at holt road that is a possibility so expect the unexpected uh, do not drink and drive uh, drive responsibly do not drive distracted driving all the basics here and it's just a very very busy day, and please be patient. Matt Bear, right there from WIBC. Tony Katz, JMV, will have you covered starting at 6 a.m., and I have a feeling Matt Bear will be a popular man coming up on Sunday <laughs> morning to keep everybody updated. Thank you, Matt. Love you guys. See you. Okay, we got done, and I'm terrible with names, so they're going to get mad at me here, Kevin, but this is Michael's cousin, right? Terry. Terry, that's Terry. right. Now, Terry, Terry, you lived in nice Boston to meet you, for a Terry. while, right? Pleasure. Pleasure. You've lived I, in the States uh, before, right? 1990, many years ago, yes. Okay, okay, yeah. many years ago. So the first uh, and most important question for you is how is the natural light? <sighs> it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, I mean, guys, it's 9 a.m. I mean, uh, 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 are wait, they sponsoring? What do you want here? No. no uh, crap. Is it, uh, <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it better than Foster's? It is crap, was his uh, description. Probably, yes. Yeah, Foster's, Foster's is crap. Foster's is Australian for beer. You know that, right? It's a good uh, light breakfast. That's right it. Here. That's it. Perfect. So, Terry, yeah. your thoughts initially, and you haven't seen much of it here. I mean, you guys just got in. We are in the Pagoda Plaza at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. It is carb day. And I would assume those of you that are walking in that can hear me right now, we have not one, not two, but seven guys that came all the way from Australia just for the Indy 500. So how about a warm welcome, Come on, right? Everybody, ra- raise your glass of choice <laughs> early right, in the morning the right here. But your overall thoughts, Terry, of just the Indianapolis Motor Speedway itself and what you are anticipating for this weekend. Fantastic. Uh, we're in awe. The, the, just the size, the enormity of it, it's fantastic. We're... Uh Great. We're, we're happy to be here. Well, we're in for uh, what's going to be a great weekend. We've got the parade tomorrow. We've got, obviously, the race on Sunday, and then we'll probably do dinner or something and, and probably a couple more natural lights today. So, uh, so it's, a, it's a marathon and not a sprint here, right? That's it. That's All right. It. Well, That's there we go. Funny, do you want funny some saying, No, thank you. I'm not <laughs> a fan. funny saying that to people that just came from Miami and Vegas. Yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly. Right. Yes. You know. Pace yourself, guys. You did four days in Vegas. You went to the Miami Heat game in Miami, and now now you're here at the Indy 500, so That's pace it. yourself, This is right? the absolute bender of all benders. We do have a few. Should we give away a few more of these numbers here, sure. Jake? 
Okay, so we've got a few numbers left in our Indy 500 number giveaway. Jake, let the audience know out there the three different gift card giveaways. Okay, so the ways that you can win a gift card, you can get the winning driver of the 107th Indianapolis 500. You can get the driver that moves the furthest through the field. Now, that means, of course, if somebody starts 30th and they finish 13th, they moved up 17 spots. In the event of a tie, it goes to the one that started the furthest back, so they had the most room to make up. And then you could also get the always coveted first driver out, first driver out. So uh, that's those are the ways that you can win here in terms of the Indy 500 and our gift cards. We have how many numbers to give away? Yeah, I'm handing this Elio Castroneves card to this little guy right here, if you don't mind. Come on up here. Yeah, Michael, you mind handing that to him? Thank you very much. We'll toss him down there. Uh, Jake, our numbers that we are giving away. We have seven left. Numbers. Holy cow. Hold on, Kevin. Before we do that. What do you got here? You got a hat? This is, let me tell you something. Okay. I, I want, I, honestly, everybody's got to listen to this. This this means, this means the world to me. Um, this place is so special to so many people in so many ways because everybody has their own story and journey. And I met, 10 or 15 years ago, I met the Rice brothers, Doug and Dick Rice. And they were just cool dudes. And they were guys that started coming out here in the 70s, and they used to meet over on Musman Drive, which is just to the northwest of here, every year to plot their way to get in to make sure that they were sitting pole position in the infield with their car, with all of their friends, and they had the same group. And they nicknamed themselves the Dogs of Musman. And... Dick passed away. I took Dick and Doug up to the top of the penthouse or the top of the pagoda um, a couple of years ago. And they looked at each other and said, we went from the outhouse to the penthouse. And it meant the world to me to be able to give them the vantage point of the speedway. And they never forgot it. And they were so kind to me. And we lost both of them within the last couple of years. And I was so privileged and honored when Doug passed away that Vicki Rice asked me to come out and speak about him at his at his celebration of life which was here at the speedway and i told her if you ever make a hat with the dogs of musman logo which is the logo of their gang and their group that would come here that was a group of friends that came together because of the indianapolis motor speedway there is no group of people and no group of guys that more represents what this place means to everybody walking through it today than the dogs of musman so i will so proudly wear this hat every time i'm at the indianapolis motor speedway i love it i this love is it awesome that that this is what this place is all about. One of the umpteenth reasons why this is such a special place, and I can tell what that means to Jake. All right, a few numbers to give away, Jake. Um, number six is alive. Number 20 is alive. 22, 23, 27, 28, and 30. I believe that covers everything. Let's give away a few here to people in the crowd. We'll start right here. Six in your name. Josh gets... Kyle Kirkwood. Kyle Kirkwood from Andretti Autosport off the board. Maddie Bowen thinks Kyle Kirkwood is good looking. I don't know if that helps you out coming up here this weekend. Right here in the blue hat. 28 in your name? Eric with number 28, Jake Query. That is a number guy 28. that had some big cheers Number here last 28 year. was a guy that a year ago in a lap 180, you're thinking to yourself, wait a minute, somebody's in contention. Marcus Erickson. Marcus Erickson is off the board. 22 is going to Casey. No, 22 is okay. already been given away, uh, I think. By 22, I meant 23, and you're going to get the lone woman in the field, Casey. That would be Catherine, Catherine Legg. Leg. Catherine Legg off the All board. All right, let's do one more here. Anybody from a number standpoint right here? 
30, your name? Victoria is going to go with Jake, one that I don't know how long the stay will be in the race. You Victoria. know what? I talked to this guy about his strategy, and he said, my strategy in the beginning is just fall back and try to keep clean laps and stay out of it. And I hate to say he's a contender for first out because we sold him short in qualifying. R.C. Enerson, the rookie. R.C. Enerson goes. Got two numbers left that we'll give away here before 10 o'clock. Again, hoping to have Ryan Hunter Ray join us here. Uh, Jake, am I forgetting anything from a logistical standpoint i don't think so that covers I think we're doing okay boy the right? crowd is really pouring in here uh again we'll be local all day long right here in this location for those that are not in the facility yet we are right across from pagoda plaza you come under the tunnel you cannot miss us we're right here up on stage we'll be local from 10 to noon today look at these outfits look at these american there outfits we go right here there you go the australians are talking about the patriotism of the united states i mean come on and I they're, mean, look completely, at that. they're completely missing out on the beauty that is walking behind us it's a, a shame they don't have a natural light in their hands <laughs> to be totally honest with you